0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Tune in to conversations with Dr. D. Ivan Young Good evening, America. Today is August the 18th, 2013. Man, tonight have we got a show for you. Um, I just want to first start out by saying if you have a child in the room that is under the age of 17 years old, and I'm going to even caution those of you that have a 17 or an 18-year-old present you may end up being embarrassed. Your kid probably won't, but you will. So I want to give you a few moments to tell uh, Johnny to go get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a glass of milk and watch Snuggy Bears or something on the TV. Uh, if your mama and them or if you are living with your mama and them, so they do not put your behind out the house tonight, you might want to go in another room. And if you just happen to be with somebody that's a little bit prudish, I would really suggest that you tell them, go in there and get a glass of milk and a piece of pie because you are going to be in the midst of a conversation that is really for adults only. With that stated, I want to wish everyone a fantastic Sunday. Tonight we are going to talk about a subject that you are affected by. In some way, some shape or some form, I promise you, That not only is this uh, conversation Something that you're going to find To be quite significant to your life But it's going to be A game changer for many of you Now whether we want to Admit it or not And it's usually not for obvious reasons Most of us have been In a relationship that has Had issues involving Intimacy and sex And that's right Intimacy and sex because folks That is not the same thing, but they are doggone sure kissing cousins. Now, it's not one of those things we like to talk about, but it's important that we do so that we can work through our sexual problems and realize we are not alone in our struggles in it. I'm going to be providing some tips. I have a uh, guest on the show which uh, I'm going to go to my producer and ask Julia to introduce her in just a moment. But uh, before going there, here's some of the topic or subject matter that we're going to cover. So I want you to get your pen out, get your paper out. You definitely are going to get educated tonight. Uh, I've even had someone ask me to please make sure that we talk about uh, anal sex tonight. So uh, I know I guess is probably... Uh, in a green room listening to us, and we are going to talk about that too. But we are going to not leave any stone unturned. We're covering everything from being open and honest to trying something new to putting the love back into making love. Do you need to go to the doctor? Uh, what kind of hygiene do you have? What about some techniques that you can utilize that will put the spark back into your marriage? Talking about the things that lead people to go astray, we are really going to cover the base on this issue of intimacy mm-hmm. and sex tonight. So with that said, have you gotten everybody out the room? That includes Big Mama Nim, because you know Big Mama, she Matter of fact, let Big Mama say she probably got some game that you need to know about. That's how your butt got here. But if you want to call in and ask a question, you can call us, America, at 646-478-5610. 646-478-5610. I believe my audience that's in Canada, what's up my friends up north, you can use that same number. I know my friends in Hawaii and they, uh, in Puerto Rico, you guys can use that same number to reach us. Um, so let's get this thing started and without further ado, I want to say good evening to a very, very special woman, and she's not my woman. Don't y'all get this twisted, but she is definitely my producer and my friend and the genius behind this show. Julia, how are you doing tonight? Wonderful. Who do we have? Joining us on the show to help heat things up, we have the premier passionator, the love liberator, Eden Adele. Now Eden helps those who are severely deprived of intimacy and suffering erotic emaciation. Eden provides a generous range of service products and an arsenal of erotic fantasy fulfilling exercises for the express purpose of marriage relationship restoration and sheep
0: grabbing sex. That is Okay, our guest hang on,
1: today. Julia. Julia, what in the hell is erotic emaciation?
0: You'll find out in a few minutes.
1: You see, you're wrong for that. Okay. That, see how she does me? She goes on vacation, chills out, kicking it, eating Mexican food and margaritas while I'm stuck here in Houston in 103-degree weather drinking in, uh I guess, what is this, Perrier? Okay, we'll talk about that later. Eden, are you in uh, on the line right now?
0: I am, Dr. D. Hi. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you, Julia. I appreciate everything you did to put this show together. Hello Houston. It's so nice to have some southern love for a change from down here in the Windy City and Chi Town, the big blowhard. That's what we do on this side of the world.
1: <laughs> well I got an idea. You've got uh you left out Canada, the UK, Australia. And uh, all of our friends that are listening across America. So you may well, be in I'm, Chicago, but it's a whole lot of folks tonight that are going to hear what you've got to say. And I've got to ask you, what in the hell is erotic emaciation? Let's start there.
0: <laughs> Let's start there. It is emotional and spiritual sexual starvation.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Now, when you say emotional, what do you mean by that?
0: I mean that so many of us have become disconnected from the fact that sex is a divine transaction, that Mm -hmm. we have tried so hard to reduce it to entertainment, that we have tried to make it do things it was never really designed to do, and at the same time...
1: No, back up, back up. Two things. You said transaction. Let me get this out because I know I got some freaks listening to my show tonight. (laughs) <laughs> she didn't mean that kind of transaction folks. She meant, she meant an exchange and it did not involve in money or some uh, some no.
0: groceries. Uh, okay,
1: let's, let's make sure some no, no, you gotta understand. I have all sorts of people listening to my show, like some of my homies and Pratt brothers, you say transaction, sex, they to thinking about always oh, that type of show. No it's not. <laughs> um I, I do wanna ask you this and just all and all seriousness, a lot of people worry that having a sex life go south is something that shouldn't happen early in a relationship. But in my business, and being a relationship expert and being a couples coach and doing therapy, I have found that the train goes off the track a lot sooner than people think. I have couples that range in age in my practice coming into this office I have couples that are as young as 21, 20 years old, and as old as almost approaching 70, and they have the exact same complaints when it comes to the the bedroom and sex. So I want to ask you, is it normal for a young couple to have issues with sex and intimacy early in a marriage?
0: Absolutely. Primarily because... Most people early in early in a marriage, in particular, have mismatched expectations about what, what that, that marriage is going to look like. They but come wait, back up, in, back
1: up. What does that yeah. mean when you say mismatched expectations? I can get it in the marriage, okay? I can say people that haven't done the homework and they haven't sat down mm-hmm. and done the things that I that I have couples do, like uh, go and talk about what formulated belief systems and opinions and that history. But I'm talking about We, I want to keep this thing straight up in the bedroom tonight. Give me some examples of mismatched expectations in the bedroom.
0: A lot of people get into relationships performing as a sexual person that they aren't really going to maintain once they get married. They get caught up in trying to be impressive to a new partner. They get trapped in the idea that they've got to make their partner like them, want to be with them, want to marry them. And they think that being everything that this person could want, wish, or desire is the key to getting down the aisle. Once they do that, they wake up to the reality that okay they want me to keep this up
1: okay give me and. an example uh what give me some um some historical precedents from your practice or from the lectures you've done that the things that people come to you and say well you know when I when we started dating he was doing blank fill in the blank or she was doing blank and now that we're married they don't me to keep blank up?
0: One thing I hear consistently from men and women is that we had sex more often. Mm -hmm. We had sex every time we looked at each other. We couldn't keep our hands off each other. We were groping each other, touching each other, feeling each other every which way we could, every opportunity available. If it wasn't available, we made it available. And then they got married.
1: what do you think happens? What causes that, though?
0: You know, I think it's a couple of things. One is that once they get married and they actually start building a life together, they have to do things that they didn't do while they were dating. Dating is a lot of fun, but you don't have to pay bills with it. You don't have to plan a life with it. You don't have to figure out a retirement fund or a college fund. You don't have to figure out which job to take or not. None of that stuff comes into dating. But it's very real in a marriage. And so you're dealing with a lot of issues as married people that you didn't even have to touch as a dating couple.
1: Okay, now I'm going to say this, and I would like for you to just definitely uh, stop me when I get off the track. But when I hear this conversation, which it it is definitely a familiar conversation, Eden, that people say, well, you know, we put a ring on it. And and that's Mm -hmm. the emphasis now. Everybody, Beyonce Mm -hmm. just jacked up more brothers and (laughs) and maybe more (laughs) Jewish stores rich with this one little place with a ring on it. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people Mm -hmm. are putting a ring on it just to have sex. You know, I know people that... I don't want to have sex until I'm married. Which, and then I know other people that uh, are from the come from the venue of, you know, I'm not gonna wait till I'm married and then find out that this sucks. I'm not. uh, uh, Hell no. Let's let's see now if you know if the roller skates really roll before we go and get in this commitment. And then I'm like, you're not working with nothing. What you are working with ain't enough for me. You're you're not good at what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. my first assumption is that the root cause or, or the key to getting to the root cause of this, quote unquote, complicated issue is because nobody is talking and being honest about their issues. So how can people move toward that conversation just to start approaching solving the problem?
0: The first thing that I recommend is getting closer, getting more in touch with what is pleasing to you. A lot of couples, particularly women, at least the ones that I've spoken to, what I run into most often is women expecting their men to please them. And men, of course, wanting to be pleasing to their women. The disconnect comes in when he is working with a, a new body. He is trying to learn and appreciate this new person who doesn't have a clue about her own responses. She doesn't know what she's most responsive to. She doesn't know what is most pleasing to her, or perhaps she's taught herself to be more intensely responsive to uh, toys.
1: So so hang on, because yeah. we're going to go back to that when we come back from the break. But before going to this break, and we're going to break probably in about 45 seconds, but I just want to throw this in and set this up for when we come back. Do you think a lot of the issue about sexual fulfillment, it has much more to do with the fact that we have an unrealistic view of what someone else should be bringing to us in the bedroom, or is it that we just don't know uh, or really have a fathomable um, inclination as to what it is that really turns us on. Anyway, you're listening to Conversations with Dr. Devon Young. If you want to get in on this conversation or you have some comments or questions, feel free to call us at 646 646- Four seven eight fifty six ten. 478 5610 That's 646 478 We're going to take about a 60-second break, and we'll be right back. See you in a minute. Relationship in a precarious position. Tonight on conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We're joined by Eden Adele, a relationship restoration specialist and a passion aficionado that we are talking in this segment of the show about do you even know what turns you on? We you made a comment prior to going to the break that sometimes we got two different sets of things happening. One, brothers are sitting back looking at some kinky movie. Or and, and they're like, okay, they want this woman to do what they're seeing on the screen to them when you're looking at a seasoned pro. Now, I'm not saying some of you brothers don't have an undercover pro with you, but, you know, more than likely you don't. So you may be setting this up for failure because you have some unrealistic expectations. Now, the flip side to that is a lot of you ladies, your boyfriend is in the drawer and has been for weeks, months, and probably some of you going on years to the point where the people won't even take back your toys. You've broke so many of them. Do, would you say, Eden, that some of these people are just really uh, setting themselves up for a into a failure in intimacy because they have just gone way outside the box of what is normal?
0: They have gone way outside the box of what is normal and porn is huge just a huge contributing factor to how it happened because porn is such a significant part of the soundtrack of the culture that we grew up in especially for men because clearly the market is geared toward them and they're exposed to it at a very early age but what happens is as they grow up with these ideas, they become solidified, and they expect to see what they can get point and click. They expect now, he, real women he, to be point and click.
1: He, you know, yeah, damn well nobody today. listens to the soundtrack of a porn, you know, <laughs> at least the ones I've seen. Yeah, if you listen to that mess, you really, really, really need to call me. We need to have a long talk. But getting back to women and what's in the box, and that's where a lot of their uh, their yeah. parties in the box, and his nickname is Burr Rabbit or his nickname okay. is, is Bullet or what have you. Yes. So no man is going to last as long as your plastic friend.
0: Exactly.
1: So is there a way for couples to integrate, both of these things because to be honest with you, I have dated more women that have that have shared with me they like watching porn. You know, and I'm not gonna lie. Now back in the day before I was Dr. D Von Young, I was that brother, you know, and I and I had my little kid <laughs> dirty movie in the car and some this okay. and dad and all of this. But as a seasoned, mm-hmm. more experienced man, though, I wanna watch me. You know, I would rather baby maybe my like own movie. So what can couples do to bring her little friend and the batteries and his little friends from the screen into a venue? Do you just get rid of all that and start over, or is there a healthy way to integrate those things and use them as aphrodisiacs?
0: I think you just hit on one of the major ones. Make your own. Be your own porn stars. I don't know about the rest of the world, but I haven't met a man yet that didn't appreciate a half-naked text picture from his woman.
1: That's true. Just a snapshot. That's true. Well, I'm gonna be Justice honest. I just shot. a snapshot. On CBS uh, in this market, and they call me up, and you know that everybody's talking about that idiot congressman Weiner. But let's take him out. The issue with him is, dude, you got a wife at the crib, so I don't know what the hell. Hello. It's like, what, what is your malfunction? It's sister, and I'm gonna say this to every woman is listening to this show, and feel free to write me. Just do not send me your pictures, especially some of y'all. But but the truth <laughs> is, if you want to compete with what your man is looking at and what he's googling and what he's watching videos on, you might want to send your man. A picture of you. Now let me let me put this disclaimer out there. I'm not talking okay. about this cat you just met. Uh, uh you know, at the grocery store, or mm. Match.com, or Can we at talk? the club the other night while you were on your third shot of Patron. I'm not talking Ooh about that. Food. I'm talking Ooh about, we? ladies, a guy that has as much to lose as you do, as much to gain as you do. And I'm going to just say this to all the adults that are listening to my show right now. When you go down this road, reciprocity is in order. So if you're going to send somebody a yes. picture, you might want to make sure they send you one. And whatever you do, whatever you do, don't have your doggone face in the picture unless oh. you have really been married for a minute and you know yes. that it's going to be cheaper to keep her or it's going to cost him to go. <laughs> You want to make sure that you do not put yourself in a position that you cannot back out of. Because I am going to yeah. warn you with this: when you, if you read the disclaimer on your Gmail, on your email, on your Yahoo, for some of you folks that's old as dirt and got AOL.com, all of that stuff, <laughs> there is a disclaimer saying that we own the content of whatever you send via our system.
0: That's right.
1: A lot of y'all didn't know that. That's right. Another thing out here that for you little sneaky rascals, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, are married to folk and trying to do your little kinky stuff, that your spouse has every legal right in most states to access, or they may just be sneaky and really good at it, to go and get software programs or to go to your cell provider since you didn't put the phone in your name with your bad credit you know, that they can go and actually pull up every text message you have ever sent. And I've had okay. this happen over and over again in my practice where I've seen couple after couple be bit in the butt. And, again, mm-hmm. here's, I'm going to give some, some criteria. If you are married, don't go and do this with people outside your relationship. And for some of you swingers out there that have an open relationship I don't know a damn thing about that, so I won't even go there. Now, here's what I want okay. to ask you about either. Yeah, we got some freaks listening to you. I want oh, to ask you this man. question. And this is about the trying something new. Okay. What is it that's holding some people back? And do you think that it's easier to embrace the greater unknown than it is to have your relationship sink like a five-pound lead weight? by hanging on to that lingerie that look like Miss Kitty from Gunsmoke Four or being scared to change positions. And for the ladies and Ask Cat Nation that told me to bring this up. Yeah, I've outed y'all tonight. Ask Cat oh, Nation sent me emails, not one email, and saying what's the deal with anal sex? Okay. So now I'm gonna shut up and y'all blame Eden for whatever she said. <laughs> So which one do you want me to start with? Shall we start with uh, the First, sister? getting rid of them ugly draws. You know, if your idea <laughs> is sexy, is <if> your draws <laughs> have color in them, you might want to change the game a little bit. But just a little. What, what can we do lingerie-wise, Eden, that – and I just got to keep it real. For the sister that don't look like the woman in the magazine when she put it on, because, you know, some of some, yes. of, y- some of y'all – no dog on well, you should not have on a thong, and you can't tell if you got it on backwards or forwards. That's the first time you probably <laughs> should be wearing a thong. But could you give some pointers on how some of our sisters that have a more unique figure could uh, package themselves? Let's start there.
0: I think first she needs to embrace whatever her most outstanding feminine feature is. Whichever one comes to mind first, whichever one attracted her man the most, that's the one that she needs to highlight, put a spotlight on, make sure it's showing all the time.
1: So what you're saying is that if she's a top-heavy woman, wear something that extenuates her bosom. Or if you're saying that she has a nice, ample backside, wear something that extenuates that. But don't go and have... Uh, other things extenuated that aren't exactly complementing your presentation. Is that what you're saying?
0: That is exactly what I'm saying. Exactly what I'm saying. Perpetuate the fantasy. Get into the picture. Give him what he likes to look at. Clearly, you had whatever that is, or he wouldn't be with you. So whatever it is he likes to look at about you, make sure he sees it front and center as often as possible.
1: It's not brain surgery. There is truth in that. And, ladies, I want to give you this, and I can just hear Deborah Smith, do not call me. My my (laughs) COO, I love her. She's like my big sister. But between her and Julia, they're like the bookends that slammed together on a book, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going (laughs) to say this, and I know when I get off the air, America, if I come up missing, Deborah Smith and Julia Randall come and find them. Uh, uh, Okay, you're going to have to back up on Julia. I I, I already know they're going to get me when I say this, but I'm going to start with the gentleman first. I'm going to start with the gentleman first. Okay. Gentlemen, when it comes to intimacy with your lady, Go take a bath. Take a shower. Oh! Take a shower. And 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 I'm saying this because I've had so I had one woman in my office. The woman almost had me crying because mm. you are musty. You need and cut mm. your fingernails. You look like you've been foraging for food. Cut your fingernails. Take a bath. Go and quit buying that cheap-ass cologne. Go to uh, Macy's, go to uh, Neiman's Last Call, Nordstrom's Rack, and buy you some Gucci uh, or some Givenchy. Get some mm. good cologne to put on, not that damn boot and aqua velvet that you bought from Walgreens. And if it's some cologne that you bought from Costco, but, Sam, oh. you need your behind kick. Do not wear that nowhere. <laughs> you give that to someone that's passed on, and you let them put that on the body. Okay. So, but and the other thing, gentlemen, uh, go get a shave. And I'm mm. talking about uh, mm-hmm. your face. Not you know, you can trim that other hair because you don't want to mm-hmm. seem like you are a beast getting in the bed well. with your lady. But go into the shave and a haircut because that stubble on your face, jacking up mm. with just the skin after she's put all that baby powder and all that on, that's for you well. folks, you know, y'all wearing baby powder. For the perfume. <laughs> that's for you. Now, ladies, I've got to go here with you. And do not write me in. Deborah, I love you, Julia, I love you. I'm, I apologize in advance. So I'm going to try to find a nice, polite way to say this to my female listening audience. Please, please, please check yourself for sense. Now, last Mm -hmm. time I gave that advice, Deborah Mm -hmm. chastised me and said, I just took it too far, but I'm getting ready to take it there again so I can outrun (laughs) Deborah. Um, Do a self-examination using your hands. And just, you you get the visual. I'm not going to go in, in, into any mm-hmm. into detail. But if you come back and you don't like the, the fragrance that you get a whiff of, I'm pretty sure someone else isn't going to mm-hmm. like it. And for mm-hmm. some of y'all, you've had that fragrance so long that you just think it's normal. And it's not. Mm-hmm. So I'm recommending to both men and women go and get a checkup Go see the yes. Go see the gynecologist and get a checkup because there is nothing yes. worse than you got on your, you know, you finally got you some lingerie that was made in this century and now you're <laughs> jacking it up because someone is trying to hold their breath while they look at you.
0: The oh. second
1: thing is ladies, I understand that especially women of African-American descent ain't feeling waxing. That's for my Anglo sisters and My sisters that have hair that doesn't go and turn back in and cause you to have hair bumps and and those things are uncomfortable and I get it. But there's a thing at the grocery store that you can buy called a groomsman. It's $20. And some stores it's like 18 or 15. It has these little guards on it. You cannot cut Mm -hmm. yourself and Mm trim that non King that you have in your underwear Oh my. Now, I'm not going to say there are some brothers out here that are listening to Curtis Mayfield and Millie Jackson that <laughs> want you to have all that hair. And for those people, you just need some shampoo and go on with your weird self. Don't write me. But for the rest of America that's living in the 21st century, trim uh. your hair and make sure Mm -hmm. that, because, ladies, I'm really helping you with this. I swear, I know I'm trying to make make this light and funny, but the truth is, back in the day before I was Dr. Young, I had uh, some money invested in after-hours clubs and and adult entertainment-type clubs. No, I don't do that now. I'm sold out for the Lord. But back then, you know God prepares a brother. So back then, (laughs) men would come into these establishments, and they would be looking at the private parts of a woman like they were studying a map in a foreign language. (laughs) And they wasn't going to get lost, you know. And so when you present these things to a man, especially in a relationship where you've got fog on it, meaning that it's cloudy and you can't really see the future the way you used to, you might want to do something to get his attention back. Would you agree with that, Eden?
0: I would absolutely agree with that. And just for my ladies, I'd like to just expound a little bit on what you were saying about waxing. For uh, those of you who actually can or if you haven't just because you're afraid to, take the plunge as as strongly as I can encourage you. If it's safe for you, take the plunge because The benefit to you is something that you need to experience. As for the heightened sensitivity, there are few things better.
1: Wow. So that sounds like the voice of experience.
0: And you know this, I prefer Brazilian, but I wasn't going to go there since you brought it up, though. I'm just going to keep it real. Yes, a sister is Brazilian all the time. And it is amazing. You get a whole new appreciation for sexual sensation. You get a new appreciation for silk. I'll leave it right there.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know nothing about none of that Uh, because I am very much a heterosexual man. However, I think (laughs) women know women better, and I would surely suggest that uh, if I I can tell you this, if I have an expert on my show, America, they know what they're talking about because we do our homework. We do not allow fools to come on this show and talk to you. Uh, So I want to talk about this before we go back go to our next break. Putting the love back into making love. There's been a lot of controversy over the term making love, what it means, what it involves, and what it is not. I like to think of making love as being intimate. Now, intimacy, if you break the word down, it means "into me." intimacy. Or in another way to put it, look at me. Don't look past me don't look around me but look at me and what i mean by this america is that we have an opportunity if you are lucky enough and i and i'm not let me i'm not even going to say lucky uh if you are fortunate enough to have someone that has been placed in your path that loves you for everything that you are not as well as what you are that is opening the door toward intimacy and intimacy doesn't necessarily mean sex but today we're going to keep sex in the conversation it can be as simple as holding each other and talking well when we get back from break we're going to talk to e Adele and start asking what can we do to make intimacy come back into your relationship you're listening to conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young we'll be right back about this. Thank <laughs> you. Young, and you're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Ivan Young. If you want to call, because I know a lot of you guys are just sitting there listening to this and can't figure out how to quite disguise your voice, you can It's 646-478-5610 at <laughs> 646-478-5610. Now, I want to go back into this intimacy thing, and I had someone pop a question to me, and it's... Uh, this is like a weird question, so I, I've got to I got to kind of like change it around so it won't be as crass as it as someone sent it to me. It's mm-hmm.
0: um, your world, doctor. Do what yeah, you do. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I've got I do not feel like getting ten thousand letters. Uh, here's what <laughs> I want to, someone wants to know: Should the man always be the aggressor when it comes to being intimate?
0: Not always. I think initially. It's a wonderful thing. But women are exceptionally responsive when they feel safe. So if they feel emotionally safe with their partner, they will absolutely take the lead and drive. <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah. Yes we will. And it shouldn't be on it, it shouldn't be the man's responsibility to initiate always. I don't think it should be on either partner to initiate, always. But there are definitely times when women will absolutely meet you at the door and pretty much not let you in. (laughs) I'm just saying. They'll get started at the door if they feel safe in the relationship.
1: Well, let me say this. I'm going to say this, And, and this is just from years of experience and I'm going to even throw in my little two or three cents in this, but believe it or not, a husband or a significant other needs to feel desired by his mate, by his wife. If you, as a wife, don't show your husband that he's desirable, it will without a doubt affect his ego. Now, with that said, erection, ego, they both start with an E, but they have a lot more in common than the fact they start with an E. Many men have this false belief, and I'm going to educate some guys and probably make some of you brothers feel a hell of a lot better about yourself. Um, most men that feel that they have experienced problems in the bedroom, they pop a pill once a day and in- instantly enjoy sex. But that, in my opinion, I and I'm going to say a couple of things because I am a clinician, and you know, you know the 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 blood flow to the penis and then, you know, the nitric gas, all this stuff that causes you to get a firm erection, there's definitely a physiological, biological component to that. However, those drugs don't work whenever the man has Crap on his mind whenever he's stressed out, whenever he has performance anxiety. I don't care. You could pump embalming fluid in the brother, and the only way he Mm. would get an erection is if he were totally brain dead. But if he can blink his eyes and inhale and exhale, an erection is not coming. It is not going to last when a man does not feel valued, if he feels that he's going to be criticized. If you start saying something like "damn, Hal," when you gonna get started? Well, I just (coughs) but you know. (laughs) But if he starts feeling as if there is no desire on your part, because look at this: when men go out and cheat on you, ninety percent of these guys have not had the time to run and grab Viagra, Cialis, Levitra. They haven't had a chance to do it. It's just spontaneous. And what is making them get that erection with that that little tramp tramp you know you know chick that'll do something strange for some change you know little mama? Mm-hmm. What makes them go to her is that she is never putting a negative anything in the air. There is no talk about you know the kids. What time is it? I'm tired. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, she she may even. Um, do some things in some environments where you wouldn't do it, like the parking lot at the movies or what have you. And and I'm here to tell you that over 80% of a man's sexual performance pleasing a woman has to do with the woman motivating him to please her. And here's some things that you can do, ladies, and I'm before I give my two cents I'm going to shut up and ask the expert would you give these women in America and Australia and Canada and the UK that are listening to us right now tell them some things that they can do uh to get a man uh let's say excited about being intimate
0: One thing I recommend first foremost and always don't forget the power in your touch, ladies. Specifically, in your fingers, in your hands, in your lips. Do not underestimate the power of your touch to excite, to arouse, and to stimulate your man. Use both of your hands use them enthusiastically use them as if there were a prize waiting for you when you finished because there is if you don't stroke his ego he won't be stroking you so Stroke it already. What is the problem? I don't understand the visceral response that so many women have to the idea that their man's ego needs stroking. When we stroke our own egos all the time, it's why we dress the way we do. It's why we speak the way we do. It's why we flirt the way we do. It's how we get our egos stroked. So I really don't understand the confusion about why it's such a hardship to stroke a man's ego, particularly your man's ego. We do it with our bosses all the time, but we have a problem with doing it with our men for some reason. And there should be no ego you're happier to stroke than the one that you share a sheet with.
1: Let me ask a question. You you made a, a hell of a good reference point. And that women do have a gift, and the, because that's how they get a man, they know how to make him feel special. They know they make his fifty dollars yeah. seem like five hundred. They make the little yeah. brother that's got the elevator shoes on feel tall. They make <laughs> yeah. the back guy feel skinny. I mean, they they know how to yeah. get a man's ego. Is there a is there some techniques? And and I'm going to say the things that men want, and I'd like for you to just cap on some of these things. I know one thing. No man, no man wants to hear you talk about your ex, whether he's dead, alive, up the street, Uh, he can't stand him. He's the the, the sorriest ninja on earth. Hey, y'all, I'm working on the Mm -hmm. N-word, so when I use ninja, that's what that (laughs) meant. Um, But he's the sorriest ninja on earth. Uh, You know, all of this stuff, but... Is there? What I found is that men really want you to not act like you. He's a woman, I, I, because women want you guys like soft, gentle kisses all over. Now I'm not saying this works on all brothers. There's some brothers out there that they want you to put on a Wonder Woman suit and put the golden <laughs> lasso around, whatever, and and spank him and whatever. I'm not, and that you and that weirdo, we're not talking about that tonight, but there, there are men that, for the average guy, we yes. like direct contact. We want you to touch yes. our genitals. We, yes. you mentioned, you know, use your hands and elbows and ears. Well, look, I'm going I'm to make it simple. Use your lips. <laughs> Because men, I I don't know any, the number one thing that is done when men go and cheat on their wife is oral sex. They're either giving it or getting it. And if you are really good at that, you will probably get you and the kids out to the movies and a lot of other places. But oral sex is something that men love. And these are women, I I just got another little note. Uh, These are women that are asking about anal sex. What is up with anal sex? And how can someone do that without getting hit in the head with a skillet?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Carefully, slowly, slowly. And did I say slowly? Uh, And with permission. That is not something you can surprise your partner with. Not. That's a good way to get a skillet. That's a real good way to get a skillet. Uh, first, it's something that you have to be careful about strictly from a medical perspective. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get caught up spreading bacteria that can be damaging to other areas of your body, particularly mm-hmm. vaginally. If you transfer rectal bacteria to your vagina, you can set off an infection
1: that can be very,
0: very, very, very difficult to fix.
1: Can I say so you something that? I just want to say i'm gonna say this as a clinician um because women bought this conversation and this question up, so you know this wasn't mm-hmm. some brother, this was actually women brought this uh bought this dialogue out uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give some pointers on this stuff one make sure that if you are going to explore anal sex that you have lubricant that you have condoms. Do not do that without a condom, because if a man wants to do that mm-hmm. without a condom, uh he's probably having a flashback from state jail. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> that is not something that you want to do without a condom. The other thing is make sure that you have some wipes present, because when mm-hmm. you exit that activity, you immediately want to make sure that you uh, remove that condom with a wipe and that in the anal area that woman can take a wipe and put it there because probably she's, unless she's been doing it for a long time, she's probably going to need something to soothe that. And immediately, ladies, go, do not soak in a bathtub, take a shower, use a gentle children's-like shampoo, and then resume your sexual activities, Okay. And that sounds like a lot, but if you're going to play with fire, like they say, play with it the right way or you will get burned. Now, I, I want to go through a, another area in this, and this is talking about the myths about male enhancement and things of that nature. When you are the, I, I had a lady in my office the other day um, that was saying her husband was sexting and doing this and that, and I get that like four or five ladies in my office every week with that. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I when she she was talking about it, uh one of these ladies showed me some pictures and I was like, you know, this guy must have had a zoom lens because he didn't have too much to be testing with. With that statement okay. made uh what what do you suggest <laughs> that a woman does when she's dealing with a man that is let's say less than endowed? How can she make that brother feel better about himself?
0: Anything that raises her hips deepens his penetration. Always a great place to start.
1: What do you mean by raises her hips? I mean, what do you what do you mean?
0: I mean, positions like doggy style are real good for that. If you want to go missionary with her on her back, then the higher she can raise her legs, the higher her hips come up. The deeper his penetration. Mm-hmm. He would also benefit from stimulating her clitorally directly prior to penetrating her.
1: Mm-hmm. And taking time here. doing it. Okay, so what you're saying is if it ain't in your hips, use your lips.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: Okay. It gets the well, job done. And, and, be, and I'm not trying to be funny, but not every man is well endowed. And a lot of brothers that you probably thought, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, you you know, they're not well-endowed, so that doesn't mean that they're not entitled to satisfying their woman or then to having a good sex life. Now, I'm going to flip the coin because I'm not just hating on the brothers. Thank God I don't have that problem. But I'm going to (laughs) ask this. What about the woman that has a self-esteem issue because she's had – Uh, A few kids, so now she's got stretch marks. Uh, Mm -hmm. Her nipples are pointing toward the floor instead of toward the wall. What what (laughs) do you suggest that these ladies do that can help them feel better about their body image?
0: Turn the lights on. Stop making love in the dark. Give him something to watch. Here's the benefit. When he's watching you and his eyes are rolling back in his head and he's grabbing sheets and his toes are curling, he associates all those delicious, delectable sensations with what he sees, whatever he sees. So whatever you are, when you're setting off those reactions in your man, if he can see you doing it, then he will associate those reactions with what he sees. Mm-hmm. Stop so, turning off the sense of sight for your man. It is critical to his arousal. Okay, let, let, me, he let me see
1: you. I, I've got to interject on this one. Um But some of y'all, please cut off the damn light. No, I'm just kidding. But I would say get the lights where they're lower because if you cut them all the way off, you can't do what's being suggested right now. But I do agree with you because men are very visual. Men love contact. And if you aren't at your best, and and this is really going to make you wake up, people, unless your stuff is jacked up, and if you're that jacked up, You need to take your behind and go start walking. If you can't afford to get some plastic surgery, they have all sorts of stuff that I see on the Spanish channel at night, these girdles that you put on and get rid of your (laughs) waistline or what have you. But you you can find things that you can wear that will tuck things in hold things in, and going back, because I'm kind of like recapping the show a little bit so people can get some takeaways. Go and get stuff that is flattering to you. If you know that when you turn sideways, you look the same way you do from the front, then you might want to extenuate your bosom. If you know that Mm -hmm. you have a really nice behind, but your shoulders and your arms and neck look just like your behind wear some stuff that is kind of going to cover up those arms and cover up those shoulders but leave those big pretty legs and and your derriere showing. If you are a man and you know that you are not working with uh, what she pulled out the drawer, well, maybe you might want to take what she had in the drawer and use it on her while you talk to her and sound like Barry White in her ear because if she has become accustomed to that, you you can't – you're not going to beat the plastic out, bro, so you might want to integrate it into your lovemaking until you wean her from it. Now, here's something I do want to talk about, and that's the uh, – we we've talked about using outside stimulus for sex, like uh, videos, pornography, sexting, toys. Ladies and gentlemen, all of that stuff, it, it, it's cool. But if you are spending more time with an inanimate object, with on. people on a video or a DVD that you cannot they, and them people ain't listening to you, you're not in what they're doing, they're on your screen, no, the
0: truth. or
1: you are uh, sexting back and forth with somebody else's mate, or you are mm. a married person, or even an engaged person, and you're doing that, You need to stop it because what you are trying to find, and, again, you have heard me say this over and over, America, you are trying to find an external solution to an internal problem.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And what you are avoiding is true intimacy because intimacy involves another person. I remember I was looking at some movie, and it tickled the crap out of me. This guy says, hey, I had sex last night, and I had sex with a person. Well, (laughs) that's what this show is about, is that you might want to consider realizing that somebody out there really does love you, or they may not love you yet, but they really like you.
0: But if you don't
1: allow them to love you with all your stretch marks, with with the fact that you're not nine inches, Mm -hmm. you're six, Yes. You know, the fact that you're not six four, you five four. The fact yes. that you're not thirty six, twenty four, thirty six, you XX and got on some draws that just have big girl on the back or whatever <laughs> you have to understand that there is somebody out there that is a match for you. Yes. Not all of us are gonna look like something off of a TV commercial or a box of cereal. Now, my last thing before we get out of here, because this hour passed really, really quick. How can yes. people get in contact with you? What's your website, your email address, and your contact info?
0: My website is Edenadell.com. That's spelled edenadel com. And my, I'm sorry, continue.
1: No, go ahead. I want to make sure you give out phone number so these folks don't call me. They don't call you, <laughs> but make sure you give out a phone number and an email too. 773-336-2431. Seven,
0: seven, three, three, and the email address is getbacktopassion, all one word, at gmail.com. And I'm looking forward to Houston filling up my inbox.
1: Well, we appreciate you filling up these people's minds. Uh, Eden, thank you, and thanks for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, America, I want to say a couple of things to you. Tonight we talked about some subjects, and, yes, I did uh, attempt to keep this conversation light, because sex should be fun. It should be engaging. It should be something that brings you closer to someone that truly matters in your life. The rules are very simple. There are no rules. You discuss with your partner what works for you, and if they say cool, it's cool. But before you try anything, and that's anything from oral sex, anal sex, uh, dressing up like uh, one of the Avengers or whatever it is that you're going to do, you make sure that you educate yourself on these things. There's, There's a lot of... Quality content. I know there's this chick. If all sex is like something foreign to you, uh, you know, she's definitely hood style, but it's called Angels Erotic Solutions. Go and check her out. She's got uh, some DVDs that at least help you have your man coming back to your crib instead of that chick down the street or next door. Gentlemen, when it mm-hmm. comes to your lady, learn to speak her love language because it is not all in the bedroom. Sell them. Seldom do I endorse other people's stuff, but there is a book out there, guys, called Five Love Languages, and I really suggest that you get that book because that book is going to really transform your ability to open up and gain the trust that Adele was talking about earlier. She was saying that for those legs and for that mouth to be open, her heart and her mind has to be open so by learning to speak her love language, you can ign- ignite the fire of passion with that uh, significant person in your life. And then the other thing that I said to both of you all, don't get your musty behind in the bed. Go and well. clean yourself up. Take a bath. There's lots of stuff out there, and and I'm gonna say this for those of you wearing a weed. Don't go and like cabbage and getting a bath fell with these bath solutions because you doing a Michael Jackson is not gonna help your love life. But what I will say is that if you can't and you aren't inclined to go and and have a mate that. Uh, let's just say is exactly wanting to go and practice good hygiene, you can always kind of say, look, come get in the shower with me. Come get in the tub with me. If your tub is too little, go get the water hose or whatever you can get. But make sure that you can have fun because a lot of intimacy and romance starts in the bathroom, in the shower, uh, and there's nothing sexier than someone that's prepared themselves for you to embrace all that they are. And then lastly, I say this, every show, a couple of things. I need to do a little housekeeping real quick. Uh, I want to thank Julia for producing another incredible show. Girl, I don't know what I would do without you. Deborah, don't call me tonight. Do not call me talking about I told somebody to stop stinking because they need to stop stinking, Deborah. (laughs) But the other thing that I am going to say to you is if you – are in the wrong relationship with the wrong person, you are making four people miserable. You, the person you're with, and the two people that God intended you to meet. Well, that wraps our show up for tonight. I will be talking to you uh, on Wednesday at 12 noon, and this has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. I love you. Have an awesome, awesome week. Bye-bye.